0: Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff with over 185 years of experience will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at DVCresalemarket.com, DVCrentalStore.com, and monerofinancial.com and tell the Mickey dude sent you the world of DVC your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic venture outside your comfort zone the rewards are worth it Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tiers. their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality they offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes their creations are extensions of your inspiration You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry.
1: And now,
2: from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast
1: your master of
2: ceremonies, Wisowski.
1: Hello humans. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I'm your host for this week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside our fantastic boots on the ground, Mickey Dude commentator and rotating panelist and photographer extraordinaire, Jeff Williams. Jeff, how are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing great. Um it's a bitter 60 degrees outside uh, here uh-huh. in Florida. I'm sure I'm sure that's gonna everybody's gonna be feel really sad for me right now. Yeah, super
1: <laughs> sad considering uh it is currently twenty five and we got twenty inches of snow today there, Jeff. Oh my god. Yeah, that's not that's not an exaggeration. Um yeah. there is twenty inches of snow. Out in my yard right now, so you know. Oh my god! Yeah, I spent the majority of the day uh, shoveling. Uh, you know, snow days because I did get a snow day from work are a lot different when you have to spend the day shoveling out the snow compared to when you just got to go play in the snow. So uh, no one prepared me for that. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, you should be out making igloos or something.
1: I think at this point yeah i think that was the only thing that i didn't do uh i did however you know shovel or snow blow for the better part of five and a half hours because that 20 inches is 20 inches per square whatever square inch uh so that means the entire driveway had 20 inches of snow front to back back to front left to right right to left and that is quite a bit of snow to move um by yourself with us with the assistance of a snowblower but it's still 20 inches of snow
2: well here's the question where does that snow go where are you you putting the said snow the neighbors
1: uh a little bit of the neighbors a little bit of uh, our yard (laughs) a lot of bit of the neighbors uh but you know it's on the grass it just helps make the grass green for later in the in the spring if that ever comes back
2: Oh, does Buffalo still have
1: a home field advantage right now? No. So thank you for asking, because I did throw in a go Bills at the end of the last week's show. Uh, (laughs) Angus was not too happy about that, but it stands to remain that the Bills did decimate the New England Patriots. Unfortunately, um, the (laughs) Chiefs kind of decimated the Steelers. So we now face the Chiefs in Sunday's matchup at 6:20 p.m. So Sunday as this comes out 6:20 p.m. I think. The Bills are taking on the Chiefs and uh we're going to see what happens because that snow had that had the Steelers beat the Chiefs. Um that snow would have hopefully been removed from at least the playing field by that point in time. Right. <laughs> um but that would have definitely changed things. And that brings us uh, through this week's episode of Football Talk. Well, I mean, you're from Texas. Everyone (laughs) plays or knows football in Texas. Even Sheldon Cooper knew football.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Football is definitely a religion down there. (laughs) Um,
1: Which is different than the religion of Florida, which I believe everyone worships a mouse. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Either um, they bow down to the mouse with all their money, that's for sure.
1: Well, they have all their money, but sometimes they get uh, they get to exchange that money for a figment popcorn bucket. Jeff, have you seen these yet?
2: <laughs> yeah, I held two of them.
1: <laughs> you, you held two of them. That's an interesting phrase. Held as in bought or you robbed a child?
2: <laughs>
1: or do you not well, want to admit to that answer based on, uh, you know, I, I legalities?
2: The blog- I need the blogger and, uh,
1: and, and skedaddled. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> I don't know that you needed to kneecap them. Uh, I, some of the bloggers don't appear to be able to chase that well. So that, you know, just throwing that out there. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, uh, I got, I got a couple of them. I, I, the intention was to go in for just one and, uh, it was fun for me. I mean, now that I'm, I'm here local, it was like, got up early, went down there, uh, got in line. Um, I think I here's the thing i I was uh I was probably like thirty or fortieth in line um just because i I knew kind of different strategies and I guess you know, and I came in from the international gateway and um but long story short, uh yeah, commandeered two of those babies um but i I got a feeling they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna run out uh, this season. I mean, this is going to be a freaking money. Maker. This is going to be the, the baby baby, uh, of the 2020s. I think everybody's going to be exchanging in pigment buckets, um, online. That'll be our new currency.
1: <laughs> it's the new Bitcoin. Fig yeah. Coin.
2: yeah, we should, man. We can be all over that. Yeah. We're going to create like the, that.
1: the Mickey dudes, cryptocurrency fig coin.
2: Yep. I think, uh, you know, and whenever I saw the, uh, pictures, uh, from eBay online about, uh, people running with that joke about, uh, not selling the, you know, of course the buckets are being sold, but then selling like, uh, you know, I think I sent you a picture of the, uh, one popcorn kernel. Oh,
1: oh, and then the one popcorn kernel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then pictures of people like holding their, their own popcorn buckets. You know, here's a picture of me holding the popcorn bucket and trying to sell it you know, uh, as a joke. But um, No, it, it, was, it was pretty funny. The people were crazy. But I, I did take a uh, – um, I couldn't stand it. I, I couldn't resist it. I, I had to do a timeline, uh, time-lapse of the line. I, I think it ended up being something along the lines of seven hours or something that day. Um, it snaked all throughout Epcot. Oh, it was it was insanity. Yeah. Um, we all kind of knew it was coming but it was just fun for me to take a, a video of it um i think my friend uh tim featured in his uh blog maybe but he said he's going to That would be
1: correct actually i did watch that today as i was definitely doing work from my uh my office up here
2: <laughs> got it yeah yeah it was it was comical uh good you know i had a fun with that um, but I, I think everybody got a popcorn book, which is kind of funny, because I, I just thought for sure there'd be like limiting them per day so enough people would get them. But, man, they're just I think Disney probably owns an entire, you know, barge that came from China just for these popcorn buckets. They're not
1: stupid. Oh, God, no. At What are they? Twenty some odd dollars a pop? No pun intended. Yeah, twenty five
2: 25 bucks. Yeah.
1: Twenty five bucks a pop. And people are reselling them for one hundred and twenty five plus. So, you know, God bless America and the uh entrepreneur spirit. Um hundred dollar profit for literally standing in a line, but you know, not the point. Disney's not gonna let that run out, at least not this soon. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, the big surprise when they we all got in there was uh, well the big surprise for me was I, I had uh tomato soup at uh ten AM. But besides that, um that it's it's sold in a freaking uh Food booth, which just shocks the, the heck out of me. I don't, I don't know what the theory is with that, but um, it's, it's in the Poppy's food booth and at the Festival of Arts. But I just, I guess, you know, if you think logistically, I kept seeing them roll these carts up to it. You know, it's like it's out on its own. There's no direct access for the customers to bring merch up. So I don't know whose idea that was. It was just really. Bizarre. Plus, on top of that, you're just pointing. Pop eats is always a very popular uh, booth. Um, It's usually got some really cool uh, food offerings, and and you can consistently has had the tomato soup can uh, with the grilled cheese, and once again, it had the you know tomato soup can with the grilled cheese. Well you know, everybody loves that tomato soup and grilled cheese and okay, well now you got to stand it. You're not going to get it unless you stand in these hours long lines.
1: That was okay. going to actually be my question is, is there a separate line for the popcorn bucket from the yeah. the stand? No,
2: there yeah, there isn't. And it's just kind of like, I, I don't know what the theory is that, but, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the point is and, uh, why they're doing it like that, but that that's kind of the, the approach they took. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know, I don't don't know what the, you know, I'm at a loss, why the strategy, why that's, that's preferable for them, or, you know, um, but, uh, nonetheless, it was, uh, you know, that's the strategy they
1: took, um,
2: but no, when I got up there, I'm sure you saw the sporks, um,
1: yep, the purple figment sporks, yeah,
2: they're $2.50, but, you know, I got a few of those. They aren't limiting those, but I got a feeling nobody could really give me a confirmation. Maybe by now if we figured this out, but um I just assume it's gonna be like in the past they had the uh the bee sporks. Um what was the previous mascot called? Um Oh gosh, I forgot his name. It was always
1: the bee, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. And so I, I got a feeling this is going to be like the Spork is going to, the Figment Spork is going to be everywhere. i am um, just got a gut feeling about that. At least I haven't seen it yet at any of the other booths. But, I but
1: did um, see um, some reports of them running out of the uh, popcorn with a Figment popcorn bucket and replacing the popcorn with the Spork.
2: <laughs> that cracks me up. I mean, that's got to be the, the funniest thing. Thing so far of their new, um, you know, business uh, supply chain uh, concept. You know, Disney parks. Uh, you know, merchandise and or products and merchandise or whatever it's called. Disney um,
1: parks consumer experiences.
2: And yeah, and products and uh, and the the whole concept that they made sure they had enough popcorn buckets so they didn't have enough popcorn it's just it was so funny to me I don't know.
1: well they overlooked <laughs> one small detail of the popcorn bucket they remembered the bucket not the popcorn yeah. <laughs> but jeff that's uh, no, not no, that's why good. you're here this week is it you're not here to talk about your popcorn adventures are you no no
2: well yeah maybe i had some popcorn adventures but on the other end other the coast
1: Oh, I on the other coast. Yeah. So you're you're telling me that you just came back from Disneyland? What? I wish I would have known.
2: Yeah, I didn't have to win any kind of major uh, sporting event. It was it worked out pretty good. I thought.
1: Okay, um, so how long were you in <laughs> Disneyland for?
2: Um, five days. Uh, yeah, I was able to go at Christmas time. Well, oh, no, no. Uh, rewind that. So I went the week after the kids all went back to school. So it's like the first, second week in. January or anyway. So it it was real recent.
1: Okay. Um, Now that, that is actually important to note though. Um, because you did text me this. You did, however, even though you went in mid ish, January go during Christmas time. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they had everything going, uh, for Christmas, I think. Uh, so technically this year, everything was going to be full on Christmas until January 9th. Um, I got a really good deal on uh, Disneyland Hotel, uh, probably because it's the week after Christmas, you know, week after uh, the first week of January. And uh, anyway, long story short, we got in uh, to Disneyland Hotel and um, that was all full decked out and Christmas stuff, you know, everything. But I will say that they kind of pulled the rug out from Christmas a little bit quicker in the hotel than they did parks so the parks went till january 9th but the hotel was something like january 6th was their last christmasy stuff i okay. mean they kind of pull, yeah they pulled the plug on it about then but uh no it, it was great um it, the crowds were freaking super super busy so um i've never been at christmas so this was the first for me um so i, I don't really have, have anything to gauge on it but um we overheard some people discussing this issue and there were i think this was a common uh strategy by a lot of people thinking they could avoid crowds and i think the the reverse came came true uh it kind of the parks were super super full um the whole time um we were there but um but still we you know and then on top of everything else put another layer to it we um played with gd plus for the first time so a lot of a lot of Genie plus uh, experimentation happening <laughs> that I, ironically i haven't even touched it here over in um florida so this was this is all new uh fun and games for me
1: <laughs> and there's never a better time to start experimenting with something at a park that you don't frequent quite as much as disney world right like let's try a right. new thing at the place that I've, i'm not really all that comfortable with
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, I you know we can we can dive into uh, the the pros and cons of Genie Plus, but uh, actually, there's probably not much pros to it. But uh, oh boy, yeah, it, it's pretty pretty harsh. Well, um, before
1: we get to Disney or Genie Plus, I do want to yeah. ask about the hotel. You said Disneyland Hotel, right? Yeah. What were your thoughts? What did you do? What like what did you benefit from the hotel? What did, What were your thoughts? I mean, what would
2: Oh, you yeah.
1: recommend so I, I all think, of the above. Well,
2: I've got a place in my heart for Disneyland Hotel. I've, I've stayed there a few times. It's if I would have to sell somebody on it, obviously, California, uh, Grand Californian is, is like the, their deluxe number one resort. You, but Disneyland Hotel, which is across the road a little bit, you have to walk about a couple hundred more yards um, to get into um through security and, and you have your own and you're kind of sharing security lines with people coming in from outside um, but nonetheless uh, the Disney hotel I'll, I'll, I guess I'll focus on the positive positive is um, it's to me it's the quintessential and you know Disney animation classic Disney animation um, hotel there is nothing like it uh, in the at least in the United States um, that compares there's just there's so many different um, you know, throwbacks to, to different Disney classic uh, cartoons. Uh, plus, it's the ultimate... It uh, has, right in the middle of it, there's three towers, and right in the middle is, uh, you know, Trader Sam's. Um, and it's, it, you know, beautiful, sitting outside. You know, it's California kind of weather. Um, the weather kind of was a little nice, nicer, you know, after a few days. And um, and then there's out the giant outdoor fire pit. I mean, there's so much uh thematic uh uh feel to it. Uh very um like you're you know the whole place has uh Hawaiian music piped in. Or oh, this time yeah i had Christmas music but uh kind of uh Christmas Hawaiian music. That was gonna be uh, my
1: question. Was it Christmas Hawaiian music? Like a yeah a tiki yeah. vibe to um well not melakaliki maka but a tiki vibe to Dominic the Donkey. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. There, there's definitely some, uh, Hawaiian-themed uh, Christmas feel to it. Um, and then they have Tangaroa Terrace, which is, once again, more Polynesian-themed food, and breakfast is phenomenal. Um, dinner is, I mean, there, there's all kinds of cool things to eat for dinner. It's all mobile order um, only there, but, um, but nonetheless, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of positives about it, um, Since the last time I've been there, they've they've fenced the entire resort in, uh, which kind of shocked me a little bit because to come and go at different entrances and exits, it's got gates, um, you know, with uh, the card, um, which at first we didn't have a card, we just had our phones and we couldn't, it didn't work for us, uh, the whole, you know, RFID uh, phone thing. So, that was a little frustrating. We had to go get a physical card to make sure it, it consistently worked. Um, the other, so, you know, positive aside, I mean, it's, it's a nice location. You're walking in. Um, normally, though, it's pretty expensive. Um, obviously, compared to, like, uh, slightly offsite hotels, it, it's definitely a splurge-type resort. Um, but uh, the pool is phenomenal. They've got a monorail pool. Uh, monorail themed pool with uh, a really cool monorail slide. It was not really warm enough to do any of that this trip, but um, but it, it's the pool is probably like a destination of its own if you have kids. Okay. Um, but uh, the big the big giant black mark is going to be. Uh, they just started that new DVC tower, which is going to be basically just right. Not only adjacent to it, it looks like it's like going to be part of the Disneyland Hotel. I mean, it looks so close. It's just right there. Um, they already started, uh, they put giant walls up. Uh, albeit, they were really cool themed walls. Um, but, you know, the noise is there for, for, for certain. They have a giant crane <laughs> right out your window. Um, giant, You know, lots of noises, lots of stuff going on. Um, so I, I got a feeling until this thing's done, it's, it's going to be miserable there. Like during the day, you're, you're kind of relaxed by the pool and you got this over, you know, this, these towers construction literally like 50 yards away. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, even, you can't miss it. Um, that was the also first shocker. Um, so, uh, this was, a uh, uh, we, uh, we had some laundry we'd like to have done cause this was like a two part trip. Um, and the Disneyland was like the final leg, but the laundry, uh, when we went, went to do laundry, the, the entire, uh, laundry building, they have a dedicated laundry building with a, a gym and, it, you know, it's flattened because they're utilizing that space to, to do construction and, and part of the, the new so they had power. a
1: dedicated laundry building.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of like, oh yeah, you got to go take your laundry over to, um, um, you know, the other resort, um, uh, Paradise Pier. And that was frustrating because, I mean, yeah, you can see the Paradise Pier, but it's still something like, you know, 500 yards away. And, and, yeah, you know, just quite... because
1: you could see it doesn't mean it's close.
2: Exactly, you know, and, and, and you're dragging your laundry over there. And then uh, you get over there and you realize uh, everything's old school and it needed to have a card to get in the, the laundry room and we didn't have one for, it. uh, we just timed it well when we had a cast member let us in and then, um, we got in the laundry room, but, but it's a little bit of frustration there. That's going to, that's, that's going to be like for a couple of years, I guess, until they get this tower done. Um, so, you know, that's something to keep in mind. I mean, if it's, if that's important to you, but, um, but, the uh, the other thing is, like I said, you have a shared security uh, access versus uh, you know Grand Californian, which is substantially more expensive. I mean, there's no denying that. Right. A grand Grand Californian is you know you're walking into a DCA, so um, it, it, everything's higher priced for there. My question is, will they sustain? Will this you know spread uh, the, the the downfall of this? construction will it get garner any kind of uh consistent discounts with Disneyland hotel and I'm, I'm probably not I mean I'm sure it'll always stay in high um, popularity but
1: well they also did that to look out for. um where when did they do that uh Coronado Caribbean beach yeah Both? oh yeah,
2: yeah yeah
1: so it it's not like there's not precedent except for the fact that right now the company is a little bit more give us more for less than, hey, yeah, we realize this is going to impact your vacation.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's all, I think the design hotel stays full like, you know, 365 days a year or so. Which is um, crazy. I, yeah, it is. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see how that transpires. The other thing that, that I need to bring up, I guess, is um, you know, the first leg of our stay, we we stayed in in Vegas and uh you know, you're going from this a town that uh is, is, is trying to, to accommodate COVID as well, all the COVID problems, but they are they were bending over backwards um with customer service there and servicing our room every day and you transform to this Disneyland Hotel and it's like every other day they only do trash service. I mean, it was like what?
1: Um, yeah, know. um, I was watching another YouTube vlogger, uh, Adam Hatton, who who came over from the UK and, and said that was really something that caught him off guard when, Hey, Disney has always been known for, and not, not just Disney, but literally every hotel has been known for nightly, daily, you know, cleaning service and a full cleaning, but it's just, eh, we're, we're going to take the trash out every other day. Have fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just such a bizarre strategy. And I, I mean, they're leveraging this—you uh, know—the whole lack of em- employees or you know COVID and all that. But uh, but still, the prices haven't changed. So it, well, uh,
1: leveraging the lack of and creating a lack of, I think, are two different things.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the new norm. You know, I when I used to have BBC, you know, we just it, we just became accustomed to that whole every other third day or every fourth day they would do the room and it's like oh this is like your, you know it's like a living space you, you know they're not going to come to your room and you just kind of get used to that right um, but this you know yeah it's, 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 you're paying for it in the price of the room but you're not getting that benefit so it's a way it's yeah it's a way for them to save money for sure without increasing costs of the room but but the, the, you know, they're sticking it to you one way or another, I guess. Um, but anyway, we, uh, you know, it was a, it's a nice location still. I, I still enjoy um, how how close proximity it is um, versus you know you can get you can get you know something for a quarter of the price that's really good good quality. They're all over the place now. Um, the only caveat is you. You're you're all you're tucking in about a mile, no matter where direction you you come from. So, consistently, it's about a good mile walk. Well, um, from a Disney World to a Disneyland, I've been to Disneyland like 10 times, but um, from a Disney World fan to a Disneyland fan, I consistently will walk way more steps in Disneyland than Disney World. You come out just way more tired, it's just because it's just the nature of it, you know, you're kind of hopping parks you're walking back and forth and you have to walk through you know downtown disney to actually get to the parks and just it's just consistently a lot of more walking so if you kind of factor in the i mean uh people do it all the time but if you factor in you're tired at the end of the day you saw the fireworks and like oh crap now i gotta walk a mile to my you know my hotel i mean <laughs> right that, that, that does wear on you i'm sure Especially supposed you had a bunch of kids dragging back to the hotel but Um, but anyway, no, it 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 was great. We, uh, like it's full on, uh, full on, uh, holidays. So it was a lot of, a lot to see and a lot to eat. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Okay. So give us a high level overview of your experience with Genie plus. I mean, we've talked about food kind of ad nauseum. We, I do want to actually bring up at least one ride with you and it, if you can remember, you'll think of what the ride is. Um, but let's talk about uh, Genie Plus and how you you were able to utilize it or not on the Disneyland schedule.
2: Yeah. So basically, Disneyland has the approach that you can't pre-order uh, Genie Plus. So you step the minute you activate your ticket is the first chance you have to buy deciding to buy it or not. So you step in and you're like I'm gonna get it and boom and then you're off to the races and it's, it's twenty dollars per person. Um, so I have used the Disneyland Max Pass system in the past. Um, the main differentiator between both of those was Max Pass didn't care how many times you did any ride if there's a bell bell you could do it. Um, like for instance, you know, our favorite ride is center mountain railroad or one of our favorites and that has a uh, you know lightning lane you know uh, aka fast pass uh line and uh q um so in the with max pass you could literally just in i think me and friend other friends have done it just go over and over and over and over you just like hop right on back on and as long as there's a Velvota, you just hop back on it um with genie plus you are at the mercy of a you know the time that's available and then b um you get to do it one time uh all day long so it's kind of like you just like let's let's say for instance big thunder mountain railroad a lot of people think nighttime is the best time to ride that and it's just way more um yeah, yeah themed uh and a lot of more effects that go, you can see better at night uh some people say it's faster at night. I mean, just just all kinds of. It may be psychological, but it's just uh, a lot of rides are just better at night, and this one's one of them. Well, you got to time it. You got to be on on your game because if you're jacking around with other uh, lightning lanes and grabbing lightning lane, if you're stuck and you can't grab the big thunder when you see that the time is available um, um, at night, then then you're SOL. But uh, you know versus a system where you could probably like pre-select the time. This is what I want to do it. You have to actually just kind of play the game, um, and see when the, the actual, um, uh, you know, amount, the, the time to get bumped up from, uh, usability, I guess. Um, then I mean, that goes for busy rides as well. So if, if a ride is very popular, let's say, uh, I, I think uh, a good example would be, um, Believe it or not, um, Roger Rabbit's became very popular when we were there. Car- at Roger Rabbit's like cartoon spin or something um, in Toontown, and normally you you wouldn't even think twice that that would be busy. Well, that one got super fast, super busy because they introduced the new Jessica Rabbit. Um, they had taken her away for some time. They, she was in her like you know sexy dress, and they they. Put clothes on her. I guess basically, <laughs> but they they put a they put her into the storyline where she's like a uh, private investigator. Um, so every, it just happened to hit right when we were there, so everybody was really excited to go check it out. Well, you had to just be on your game because that stuff was like within a couple hours they were gone all day. Uh, those lightning lanes were gone for the day. It was it was kind of you know, one of those things you just had to keep on tabs of. But it's it's the thing is though if you grab a late night let's say you grab like a later uh uh, lightning lane Mm -hmm. you're stuck you're stuck with that time and then they default to you can't get another lightning lane for uh 90 minutes um so versus uh, the alternative would be uh let's say there's like six different rides that um aren't you can get lightning lanes immediately um Like right when you step in, you activate lightning lane, the genie plus, uh, like for instance, Oh, Buzz Lightyear, I can get on right now. So you grab Buzz Lightyear, you hop in the queue, you activate your little ticket they give you, by the way, it's all digital off with your phone. Mm -hmm. You scan your little lightning lane and the minute you scan, you can be picking up a new lightning lane, uh, ride immediately while you're walking the queue, um, so you could just you could play that game as long as you're okay with writing everything one time. You could literally just kind of hop on to like like four or five popular rides like go Buzz, Space, run over to Indiana Jones, you know, and then maybe Big Thunder. You could probably do all those within about you know a couple of hours. Okay. Um, yeah, but the alternative is, is like you, if you get behind and you, there's a very popular ride that you didn't catch it quick enough and it's like six o'clock at night you see a lightning lane for it Um, then you're you're, uh, you know you're uh, hamstringed a little bit because they make you wait 90 minutes you you don't have to wait till the six o'clock but you still have to wait 90 minutes before you get another lightning lane selection so there's all these different crazy strategies you gotta be careful with what you you grab you know Um, obviously all these you can just do in the standby line but the standby lines were Cray, cray. I mean, they were they are getting pretty, pretty, pretty busy. Um, even see, it's it's um, it was the holidays, so um, um, like it's a small world was transformed into um,
1: it's the a small world holiday.
2: Game. Yeah, exactly. And that line was pretty long, you know, consistently. So we we did a lightning lane of it a couple times. We did it, and it's one of those that it's kind of nice. To eat to do daytime and nighttime, um, just for the fun of it. The day, you know, what people, a lot of people may not know, Disney World is, you know, it's a small world. Queue is out, outdoors and it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's very, very California like, you know, and uh, and then you get on the boats and, and you're going through the water and it's, it, you know, you're outside. It's it's pretty in the sun, mm-hmm. um, but they transform at night. Obviously to activate. The, the, the lights, the Christmas lights, and it's just, you know, it's <laughs> it's uh, National Inclusion Christmas Vacation all over again. It's like blinding lights.
1: 20,000 it, imported Italian twinkle lights. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh,
2: you know, that was the first time I've, I've done the, It's a Small World Holiday. It's fantastic inside, but uh, the, the, the sad part is yeah, people make fun of getting Tired of It's a Small World song um itself. Well this one's like a Jingle Bells uh, little kid singing Jingle Bells song and you can kinda of imagine how quick That gets that that gets old but
1: <laughs> anyway.
2: I'm sure you could find the the song somewhere on Playlist all uh, of all the streaming services, but
1: Yeah, maybe we'll um, uh we'll get creative and I'll put it as the background loop for this uh this section of the show. Maybe not though, yeah. but we'll see what happens. <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's it's potluck. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's kind of how GA Plus was in a, in a nutshell. So we did, I, did, I didn't I did pay for, the only, there's only one ride in this land that you pay for. It's Rise of resistance. 20 bucks, I think. Per person? Uh, we did, yeah. Holy um, Jesus. We did not do that, because we have one here in Florida. Um, so we didn't protect that, but uh, we did do um, DCA. DCA has Web Slingers, which we, we can we can touch upon um, doing the, the Avengers Campus for the first time. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, but they, they did have Web Slingers and then Radio stream Racers um, in Cars Land, and those were both $12. Um, we did do that. Um, funny enough, uh, you know, our strategy was to do web slingers, both those that way. We didn't even hesitate. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Raiders Springs Racers. I've done the, the rope drop thing, and it's still a viable solution, or single rider that's still viable. Um, mm. It just didn't. It just didn't uh, occur to us that we wanted
1: to do. We just didn't want to do that this this trip. But which makes sense. Um, I mean, you've yeah. done it before. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a, a necessity, I guess, right?
2: No, no. I mean, to write it or to um...
1: to do it on this trip. I mean, obviously, like I said, I've never been, um, so it would be a necessity for me. But your situation's a, a little bit different, having oh, a previous experience.
2: No, it, I would. I'd probably argue the other way around. I'd say it, it's gonna. It's normally like uh, Disney fans, fanatics, like top one of their top five rides of all time. Okay. So in that regard. Yeah, it's a must do. It's like I would, yeah, I wouldn't feel complete if I didn't do Rader Springs Racers in a trip to Disneyland. Okay, but but I know what you're saying. You're saying if it's the first time, then you'd pay the twelve bucks. No, I'm, I'm the other way around. I'm like, well, I made a trip out here. I'm definitely gonna ride Raider Springs Racers. And and the the cool thing about Lightning Lane, if you had to pinpoint a, a cool thing about this, the paid Lightning Lane is you can kind of play that game. You got to once again, you got to keep an eye on the time. You can't select your time. So if you walk in the park and go, I'm gonna ride Raider Streams Racers, well you have gotta ride it right then. Right. or wait till when what's available. Okay. Uh, it's not like it's not like the old FastPass pass reservation system. It's like whatever's the next slot, you know, you're queuing up for. Well so if you're paying for it, it, it once again it's one of those situations where Radio Streams Racers is ten times better at night. And so, you know, you're better off kind of like waiting for a nighttime slot if you're going to pay for it. Um, that is good and bad for a couple of reasons. And um, maybe not for inter Springs racers, but for, for Rise of resistance, it's kind of a bad strategy or, or a newer ride is a bad strategy because they, they tend to go down. Um, and if they go down, then, then you're kind of screwed, um, you know, if you pick a later time. Um, if you pick an, an earlier time for a new ride, and I'll give you an example. So anyway, so Raider Streams Racers, we did it. Uh, it was great um, at night for sure. But webslingers. Slingers, so we we went a couple times Web Slingers. So for day one was a full strikeout. I had a friend who went a week before I did. Um, huge, huge Spider-Man fan. He didn't even get on. They tried and tried and tried. They didn't. Even, they it kept breaking down. So WebSlingers is breaking down consistently all day long. Um, you know it's just a new ride, a new ride system. Um, so same same thing happened to us. We we came in. We immediately bought a WebSlingers and it broke down. It's like that? and it's so. Uh, according to Disney, um, all sales are final.
1: So what's the <laughs> point?
2: <laughs> all like, hey! Thanks finals. for just
1: giving us thirty-five dollars. Get lost.
2: Your your mileage may vary.
1: <laughs>
2: now, yeah, it was very frustrating because they they have all the you know the EULA when you're buying this thing, and and then they go, oh, well, too bad, so sad. um And then unofficially, though, you go stand in line. And, you know. Um, at the front of the park in um, guest relations and they give you a refund.
1: Uh, they were, they weren't, you shouldn't have to to jump through those hoops to get something that you paid for to work.
2: Yeah. And well, here's the thing. They don't want to give you a refund either. They first, they go, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll let you select another time today. And then you're like, okay, great. But what's the odds that I'm going to get on it again? That it's not going to break down again. Um, Right. So, the first time, the first day I tried doing it, I did it. I did a really weird thing that threw them for a loop, and I'm kind of giving everybody a heads up on this. And I'd like to try this at Disney World to see if it even works. Um, and, you know, I'm not into, I'm not, I'm not into like publicly uh, sharing scams. I'm just going to tell you exactly what happened to us. And I think it's just a uh, a uh, uh, you know. Uh, Kind of a glitch in their in their system that they didn't see didn't see happening, but when a uh, lightning lane goes down and you had that reserve, they immediately dump it into a ride anything you want uh, category. So, for instance, um, many times I've had like Indiana Jones and it went down. And it's like then, oh sorry, it went down, but here. You know, for your efforts, we're gonna let you ride anything you want with Lightning Lane right now. So it's like a freebie. Um, that being said, there was a point in time I had three Lightning Lanes just sitting there ready to, because they all three of these rides that we selected went down. <laughs> so I mean, not only it has to go down when your your time's up, not just any time. So I thought that was interesting. that You can kind of queue up all these different tickets, uh, almost like holding fast passes, you know. Um, but they um, uh, when a paved lightning lane goes down, they do the same thing. they they dump it into it, like,' oh, sorry about that. yeah you know, come back, you know, come anytime you want later on, and you can ride it um, during the day. Um, but who knows where you're gonna be and what time and and uh, how, you know how you're gonna you have to try to schedule that? Well, dummy me, I, I was new to the system. And I paid for it with a credit card. Uh, it went down. And I, and I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. And I'm like, well, this is frustrating. It's backed up. Now, how do I get it back? And I thought, okay, fine. I'll just pay for it again. And I thought I would get a refund on the other one. Like, not, like uh, not an automatic refund. So I went and paid for it again. But this time, I forgot that I had Apple Cash that I needed to spend. So I shifted gears and paid for it with Apple Cash. Um, so th- I literally paid for it with two different forms of payments. Um, well, lo and behold, it went down again. So I had two that dumped on me that I'd paid for with two different form- <laughs> forms of payment. Um, they were kind of flabbergasted that I was able to do that. Um, so, but the cool thing was at the end of the day, they went ahead and you know refunded all my money. But I mean, it took some time. I had to stand in line. I had to, you know, tell my case, and then like they're like, "What? Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've never heard of that before." I'm like, "Well, that's what happened," you know.
1: Well, you it, kinda... it's almost like they're trying to make it difficult for you to. There's a lot of sweat equity in it for you to get your stuff back.
2: Exactly. You know. I, you know, and you got to do it in person. Gotta, there's no way in the world you're going to call somebody and hey, make this all happen. Right. Um, it'd be, like, hours on the phone just to be able to tell you you have to go do it in person. But, um, you know, they were definitely doing that with a lot of people. Uh, The other common denominator was um, they acted like they were going to just give me another ride. Uh, Like, oh, well, you know, you still got a couple hours in the theme park, you know. Well, you can go ride it right now. And I'm like, no, we're leaving. And that was, like, the magic word I heard some other people saying. No, we're leaving. Like, okay, here's your money. You know, (laughs) it's like, once yeah, I, I could that,
1: go ride it right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it also I could go stand in that queue and break down because when we finally eventually got to ride it, um, like a day later, it broke down while we were in the Lightning Lane queue. So the so-called Lightning Lane took about 45 minutes because it literally broke down while we were waiting on it, you know? So, um it It's just such a new ride it's just very frustrating it you know it's just like Rise of resistance uh, but um you know i'll I'll hold back on my review of of the ride, but needless to say it's i mean it's it's kind of like a hit and miss kind of thing uh very game of the huge gamification uh you have a team score uh you have an individual score, and then just like uh, you know midway mania when you're when you're getting off the ride you see the best of the day best of the month best of the year scores okay um that's kind of cool uh i think one time we walked off and our the random we they randomized us with two other people and they were unfortunately they were they, they were new to the ride too but we'd already ridden it a couple times by then but they um uh, uh we were like probably ten thousand points away from getting top ten of the day. So I mean it's it's doable. I think once you clear out the, the trick, um, it, it's kinda of fun. All so many different bonuses. It's one of those things that's frustrating because you kinda of wanna sit there and just play it ten times in a row, but you're lucky to get it done one time a trip or even zero times a trip, even with my friend. He didn't get to ride it at all. So Right. I, I think that that's very frustrating. Like, if you could you know, go to a private party and just could, you know ride it over and over and over and over, that'd be fantastic. Because you could there's a bazillion things going on um, that you'd like to you know if you're a gamer you'd like to go explore. But um, it's really hard for me to call it a ride, more of a game. You know, <laughs>
1: interactive experience.
2: There you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Web Slingers Interactive Experience. There we are.
2: It definitely I mean, I you know, they're being fast and loose calling it an e ticket attraction, but um I definitely wouldn't call it an e ticket attraction at all. Um, but Spider Man is freaking so hot right now, you know, it's like just forget it, you know.
1: Well yeah, Spider Man and everything marvel's so hot because Disney's pouring all their money into it because they can't come up with ideas of their own, but we've already had that show topic.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, what I was once a Marvel uh, act as much as anybody, but I've kind of definitely got, you know, saturated with that stuff. Um, going into this, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Avengers Campus so long, just as long you know, been salivating for it just as much as anybody. Um, I think, you know, I'm not going to, Sugarcoated. coated I, I was kind of underwhelmed by it for sure i mean um there's there's socially distanced characters that are literally at top of buildings <laughs> and uh you know like oh who's up there oh my god i think that yeah yeah that's black widow i think no no it's Captain america i was wrong um, it, they're just like so far away right now <laughs> just kind of standing there on top of these buildings it just kind of cracks me up a little bit um they do have a sh- Shows intermittently throughout the day, and little fun shows. Um, but you know, you really, uh, I kind of have a hard time remembering the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you know, ride the Tower of Terror Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: um, ride. I forgot the name of it, I forgot that
2: they'd part of the Avengers campus because it was already there,
1: right? Um, um uh, Guardians Drop, nope. <laughs>
2: Guardians escape reality. Escape um, from
1: Gringot? Nope. Yeah. Guardians <laughs> rob the innocent people. Yeah. I mean, that, mission breakout.
2: Yeah, mission breakout. Right. I I didn't even get on it this 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 trip. To me, it's not even. At least, personally speaking, it's not not a must do for me. Um. So I guess that doesn't say a lot, but uh, nonetheless, the um they have a little um, outdoor theater that they do and everybody talked about raved about the um dr strange show well it's so freaking popular that this it, little itty bitty outdoor theater um probably holds a 100 people uh gets filled up instantaneously and then you're kind of watching it from the outside of the fence uh looking in um and at night it's definitely you know definitely preferable to watch it kind of it looks it looks cool from a distance that's all i can say but but man it's just not uh not something uh meant for a large large amount of people um but there were some really cool uh food stands there they they have uh the shawarma palace or whatever uh food cart, it's super expensive though i think it was like um Thirteen dollars for a shawarma, chicken shawarma or something. Um, But uh, you know, then they have Pim's Kitchen, uh, quick service. That was that was fun and interesting. I mean, they had all kinds of you know, if you haven't seen it, social media is the weird the weird foods. Pim is the um, Ant 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 Man uh, scientist, um, where they really focus on making things really large or really tiny. Or, you know, a combination of both. So it, it's got like a neat little uh, theme to it. Um that was fun. A lot of really cool foods and drinks. They have an outdoor bar there that just got some really awesome looking um drinks. Um, you know, they can't really pull that off in of Disneyland, but Right, um, because
1: there's no alcohol in Disneyland. Yeah. Or, well oh,
2: except for you know, like, yeah. yeah, over over in the uh, Black Sparrow Outpost.
1: Yeah, but, uh, no alcohol in Disneyland except for when it's convenient.
2: <laughs> exactly. But, um... Anyway, uh... But we focused on Christmassy stuff. Uh, Cars Land was fantastic. Oh my gosh. I, I think I could have just spent the entire evening in Carsland Land Christmas. Um, you know, Luigi's Rock and Roamsters switched to Luigi's Joy to the Whirl. You know, they... you And, uh, they... They have like a if you go on if, whatever music service you have, I found out they have an actual uh, um, you know soundtrack to to um, Cars Land's Christmas. Oh really? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you can insert uh, some songs here now. I'm gonna make you work at work. Uh, apparently. It. <laughs> but. Luigi's Joy to the World, and then Mater's Jingle Jamboree instead of Junkyard Jamboree, and they both have you know their own songs that they play. And what What interested me was who's the guy that does Luigi? Um Tony Um, um No. Oh my gosh. Anyway, keep talking. Guy, I'll look it up. Yeah, uh, you know they brought him in. To sing these special Christmas songs And then they also brought in um, uh, The guy that plays Mater um, uh, Larry they, the Cable brought Guy him in. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy To sing special soundtrack Christmassy songs And also, the one we kept getting was um, A Hanukkah song So it's a dreidel, dreidel, dreidel There's a, a trucker, trucker, trucker Song <laughs> So he finishes the uh, ride with saying "Oy Vey," it's kind of funny hearing Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy saying "Oy Uh Luigi
1: that's is that. voiced by Tony Shalhoub. Oh, Schalob.
2: Yeah. Shalhoub. Okay, Shaloub. there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um. But that, yeah, that's fantastic stuff, man. I mean, there's so many different uh, add-ons to their, their little um, Cars Land stuff, um, and the Disneyland, of course, the uh, the quintessential uh, bolt on is uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, you know, I think I rode that 10 times this trip. It was so good. I, it's absolutely my favorite ride. I got to see it not like uh, previous Halloween. So it was my first time seeing this one because they, they bring it out for Halloween and carry it over into Halt for like, Christmas uh, over um, the theme to Jack and, you know, Jack and Sally with the. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, movie, um, so freaking good. I, it just boggles my mind the amount of detail that they bring out and install on this ride. When you're used to seeing a regular haunted mansion, you just like it. It had to just t- it, it's got to take them a month. I don't know how long it takes, but it just seems like it would take forever for them to put it up and take it down. Um, the entire outside is decorated and the entire inside is fully decorated um but we had a magical moment where and i didn't realize this apparently a lot of people know about it but me but um, jack and sally were social distanced on the second floor of the uh, haunted mansion as you're walking up to it, and he's kind of like you know they're interacting with guests um Phenomenal moment! I just because Jack Jack's my favorite Disney character, and okay, I just had it. I had It's just such a cool surprise moment, you know. It's one of the little you didn't think to see it coming kind of thing. He made he made he kind of, he, uh um um commented on some striped shirt I was wearing. <laughs> he uh you know admired it, but um but it was it was cool. Uh, that ride is definitely worth worth everything. The, the entire trip for me is just going on that ride. But, um, but we, you know, I did just for granted, I stepped inside Death's Edge. I was there right when it opened. Um, so I've got a good comparison of that one versus Disney World. Uh, to me, Disneyland is definitely more expansive. Uh, they've got three entrances, exits versus Disney World's got two. Um, they have a longer kind of walk up to it from one one direction if you're coming from um, critter country uh it's just a nice long slow transition versus disney world at hollywood studios it's like you know they flip a switch on you're there and there's no uh not much no no transition at all it's just (laughs) go through the tunnel and boom you're there right Uh, this yeah so this one was nice. I like the nice, slow transition to it. You're kind of walking away from Disneyland. It's proper. Um, and, and the music kind of, you know, the, the atmosphere kind of blends in and kind of gets you ready for it. Like you're walking up to a town, you know?
1: Okay, um, so it's more of a soft fade as opposed to, yeah, hey, we're here.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, I, I like stuff put in there. Plus, they have some. They have some pretty freaking cool. Uh, Disneyland in general is always catering to the locals better, and they always have way more food offerings than Disney World for similar locations. Like they had a lot more food offerings um, in Galaxy's Edge than Disney World. So, um, a lot of really cool food that you couldn't get over in Florida. To make sure you know, we, we made sure we had. Um, just, just neat little, little, little things here and there. Um, you know, we did, even though it got kind of got chilly, uh, at night and it's just, uh, Anaheim's in general real dry. So it can kind of get chilly anyway, but, um, it dipped down into the, um, you know, lower fifties. So it, you know, We didn't plan on riding Splash Mountain, but one night we're like our last night there. We're like, "Well, screw it, let's ride Splash Mountain." Literally a walk on,
1: right? Because no one wants to go on it.
2: Yeah, and so what people don't realize, I guess, is Disney. As it gets colder, they can't control the height of that water, and we didn't get wet. I mean, Hmm. so yeah, it's something to remember when you're when you're riding these like Splash Mountain in Disney World too. Uh, that was told to me by a cast member one time. You know, they they don't you know they just kind of control how much you're gonna splash. <laughs> so you, you're not you, you, there is a nice trade off I guess for that. You know, you're not really gonna get. I think I got more wet on Pirates of the Caribbean than I did on Splash Mountain. So, but it, it's such a nice long ride that uh, and very very Disney. You know, it's like Disney um ride. Okay. But, um, but, lot of the other things, um, you know, we 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 did we wore Genie Plus out every day. Um So, if you're not a Disneyland uh, person or if you haven't been, you as a Disney fan, you stay in Disney in Fantasyland as long as you can. So the ultimate the ultimate way to do it is is rope drop and just go to Fantasyland and just ride all the dark rides. None of them have any kind of you know, fast queues, and, and to be honest with you, even the worst, the longest wait you're ever going to experience is probably in 60 minutes. Um, they're kind of self regulating queues, it's an old fashioned system. Um, but if you can get there right the on Red Drop, you can ride all the rides multiple times um, within the first couple of hours. Um, you know, Alice Wonderland is absolutely my favorite ride at disneyland it just never gets old it's it's long and winding it's double tiered you come out you go in i mean it's just it's just a fantastic ride um and then uh you know you have mr Toad's wild ride in. Um, and then the the big to be honest with you the big um, highlight um of the trip was um the new snow white um Snow White uh, uh, transformation, they they redid
1: the, the ride. Okay, so uh, um, Disneyland. W- where she turns from? Yeah, well, I don't really yeah. want to give anything away. but
2: No, you don't give anything away, but it's not called Snow White's Enchanted Wish. It used to be called Snow White's Scary Adventures, and both Disney World and Disneyland had one. And, you know they, they closed it down in Disney World, but um, they kept the Snow White's Scary Adventures kind of like, you know, probably it's probably 75 percent still there but they added a lot of new technology new um that just plus it. you know everybody was
1: nervous they're gonna screw it up but no it's it's fantastic well it's definitely everybody's amazing. nervous because disney has a history of you know meddling where yeah. things don't need to be meddled and then making things worse
2: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i think that's what it is everybody's nervous about them messing it up but, um but no they, they did really well it, it's fantastic. Um, I, that one, I you know, I think the longest we waited was probably about you know thirty or forty minutes. Um, even that that's a peak time, so it, it's just things get they they just know how to just get the people through so fast. I mean they're really efficient at that stuff. Um, but I did I did come away with uh, one of those one one of the lifetime stories from Disney park that uh, I'd be remiss not to bring it up in this. On this uh, podcast, well, yeah, I was uh, actually
1: going to say, as we uh, as we wrap it up this evening, Jeff, you, you did mention a uh, once in a lifetime story that happened in a Disney park and in Fantasyland. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: you could say that. Uh, so, what on, what happened? Uh, so uh, it was a late night. So we, we timed. So they closed down Fantasyland at night during the fireworks. Um, Disneyland is famous for not running fireworks. Uh, because of the local, um, they just like, negotiated with the local people and also part of their saving money. But um, they used to only, during offbeat the times, they only run fireworks on the weekends. Well, this was the holidays, so they run fireworks every single night. So you, you try to time your, you know, they close down entire fantasy land about, and it's very vague, like 30 minutes before the fireworks, and then they reopen it up about, you know, Fifteen or thirty minutes after the fireworks, you know, something like that. Disneyland people, I'm sure, know all the details a lot more than me. But so we knew to come after the fireworks, and so we we came back and it's kind of like you get re, to reboot the uh, rope drop of, of Fantasyland. So we went and you know re redid the rope drop at night. This is like ten o'clock at night. Uh, did all we hopping on all the rides. We got the to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which is literally like an original uh old school dark ride, um, going in room to room and you got these giant cutouts uh you know giant um board cutouts of of Mr. Toad like you're going through the movie. Anyway immediately they they stop the car, uh, flip the lights on and say, We're coming to get you guys to, you know, stay put and who knows what happened. Um talking with a friend, and I, you know, it used to be a cast member, they're saying it probably when, when a uh, sensor gets tripped, like a motion sensor, they just, they don't even hesitate to, just, you know, uh, evacuate everybody off the ride. they uh, have to assume somebody got out of their car, you know, and so <laughs> it happened so fast and I was, I was tickled because as a Disney fan, you're like, okay, getting evacuated off the ride, this is, you know, this is amazing. And so uh, you got all the lights on. I'm taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures from my car. And uh, the customer comes along, this little gal. Um, she has a little boy with her. and So he must have been riding the ride by himself. Uh, she tells us, you know, follow me, you know, be careful of the track. So I'm looking down, making sure I'm not, you know, uh, going to trip, trip on the track. Little did I know, I didn't, like, take care of the, the top part of my body, and I, like, freaking to myself uh, in the head. <laughs> 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 uh, just freaking, like, uh, anyway, I, I, we're talking pretty pretty rough, right? Uh, I'm sure, I, I think I said an F-bomb, the, you know, somebody said I said an F-bomb, and get was a boy there, and, like,
0: that's how bad it
2: was. I was, like, taken away from my my uh, normal proclivities, and, and uh, didn't realize where I was at, how how bad I hit my head. But um, and then I'm just kind of like, stunned for a second, just standing there, like what just happened? You know, what's going on? And uh, the little the little test member gal, he's, he's kind of shocked, you know, like, you know, apologetic, and like we can get you help, you know, we can take you in, we can do whatever you need to do. And I go, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, and my first reaction was, no, I'm not okay. I got to stand here for a second and figure out what's going, what just <laughs> happened. <laughs> I, mean, I hit my head so freaking hard. Anyway. Uh, then I, re- I reclaimed myself and I realized, okay, cause I hit my head a lot. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just they, in college. They called me headbanger. So well, I mean, it
1: I'm happens when to... you're nine feet tall, Jeff. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And, and they designed the ride for like, you know, small, uh, indigenous, uh, Americans, you know, <laughs>
1: and <laughs> like, not to be walked
2: through. Yeah, not to be walked through. And, uh, you know, anyway, that was cool. Then I, I kept walking. I'm like, right, get me out of here. And she's like, we can get you some help. I'm like, no, I just want out of here right now. And I just wanted to get out of there at that point. So I didn't even get to take it all in, really. But uh, as I'm walking out after seeing stars, you know, even little boys was making jokes. Uh, the next people were, like, evacuating out of the cars. <laughs> the little boy's like, and be sure to watch your <laughs> head. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: No, Jeff, are you yeah. sure the little boy was actually there, or uh, was <laughs> yeah, this man. just a cause That's from whiplash? Good
2: question. That is a good question. Maybe the, he wasn't there at all. Maybe he's from a previous, you know. Or party.
1: maybe he didn't crack the joke and you did. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I... Apparently I bled. There was like an open wound oh, on my head. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of the guys said, Oh man, you know, you might need to get a tetanus out. You never know what, yeah. When, what's going on in this, uh, this old dusty, uh, ride. But, uh, right. Yeah. It was funny. I, I can laugh later, but you, know, you can laugh
1: about it now. It wasn't so funny at the time.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people, um, our brains are wired where they remember trauma, um, you know, the whole fight or flight.
1: Flashball thing. memories and, and things like that. Yep.
2: Yeah. And and you rarely remember all these little fun times.
1: Um, so
2: I've always later on, like a day later, I was thankful. I hit my head because, you know, I'll never. Because you got
1: to remember it.
2: it. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. And well, so, more or
1: less remember it.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I was able to take this really nice picture of this of this fountain, and I've showed friends of mine, and they're like, "Where is that?" You know, it's like literally it's it's supposed to be like you're in London, mm-hmm. and uh, you go so fast to that ride, and, and it's fairly dark that you don't even realize there's like this fountain with Mr. Toad in it, you know, and a statue of Mr. Toad. So, hey, you know, you're a Disney fan, a Disney parks fan, so you 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 appreciate the. Man, is just doesn't understand. I mean, we would pay money to walk a freaking ride, you know? Well, I, um, I, after,
1: you tell, after you telling the story, I understand why they don't allow us to walk through the rides.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Because right. now
1: they have to pay money to fix the Jeff's head-sized hole in one of their seats. <laughs> <scenes.
2: laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff's wild ride, I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: See, when, when you originally text me that, I thought you got into an accident because it is Mr. Toad's, Toad's Wild Ride. At yeah. no point in time did I ever consider a, uh, any type of world where you went through a show scene with your head first.
2: Right? Yeah, I totally went Roger Rabbit on this thing, man.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs>
2: oh, man. I, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't knock something down. You know, like, Every everybody makes fun of Mr. Toad because it's such an OG uh, type dark ride where everything looks like it's just cardboard cutouts. I, I'm here
1: to tell you they're not par-
2: <laughs> they're, they're not, not
1: cardboard. Everybody,
2: <laughs> they are not going down without a fight. That's,
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> Jeff, anyway. thank you for uh, for regaling us with your stories of grandeur and physical injury
2: uh, <laughs> this
1: week. But as we wrap it up, please tell the folks where we could find you on the interwebs.
2: Oh, you can find me uh, at Braindew, B-R-A-I-N-D is in doggy w at Instagram.com. Uh, and that's pretty much it these days.
1: <laughs> so here's what I will say about uh, Jeff's Instagram. It has some of the best pictures ever on any Instagram that isn't, you know, self-serving. Jeff's not in all of them. Uh, there were no wounds displayed during his uh, <laughs> last Disneyland trip, but the the photographs that Jeff is able to take and puts up on on Instagram are second to none. So uh, please do go give him a follow. In the meantime, you can find me on the on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You can find all of us on. Facebook Twitter and Instagram at the Mickey dudes or well actually technically Instagram is the Mickey dudes podcast you could also email us at the dudes at gmail.com and we may or may not you know review it but thank you all for joining this w- joining us this week reach out to us let us know what type of weird in park ride injuries you have had and we will see you all next week